This is a remote voice podcast. I'm Daniel Silva, and this is the 18th in a series of letters that I'm writing from Arnhem Land in Australia's Northern Territory. This letter is called Fragments. I could tell by the way I pulled grapes three at a time from their stems that something was unsettled in me. Over and over I caught hold of the rattling fragment, desperate for some clue as to its origin. But each time I saw only a partial and misshapen memory or prophecy. Seeking relief, I sat down to articulate my disjointed thoughts. But immediately I felt tired and resolved instead to lie down and take note of my dreams. My phone rang. It was my neighbour, a poor man. He called to suggest I invite him for dinner. For all I know, he had nothing to eat. But in that moment, I admit, I thought it better he be motivated by hunger to feed himself then disturb my puzzling over fragments. And what's more, privately, I cursed his resignation to state-sponsored dependency. I snapped a passively embittered excuse about all the work I had to do and put down the phone. I dreamed I'd purchased a gun, a two-meter-long fully automatic matte black assault rifle. For what possible purpose, I asked staring remorsefully at the unboxed instrument. The next morning I prepared a small bag for a planned overnight trip with seven children and my adopted sister to her country, a valley called Gali. She hadn't been in 20 years. 50 years ago her family moved to the township. Before that they lived in Gali for untold generations. Before that, when the world was still a dream, a duck flying eastward to salt water carved the valley with each flap of its enormous wings. In its wake, a river flowed and pulled in several places, one of which became a resting place for the spirits of her ancestors. She called out to them as we approached and turned to introduce the children. Tears were streaming down her face. All around that sacred place, we were under strict instructions not to so much as break a stick. The children obeyed with a reverence that would be entirely unfamiliar to their classroom teachers. It was unfamiliar to me. In all the time I've been here, and all the places I've visited, I'd never seen it before. Upstream we gathered wood and river sand for a damper fire. We built two more fires at either end of our camp to ward off snakes and spiders. For tinder we tore strips of stringy bark. As soon as the first cups of tea were poured, a thick purple cloud drew across the sky. Drops of rain burst playfully on everything. We took them in. Then came a downpour. We huddled together in the awning of a tent, soaked with mirth, sipping sweet tea. Yappa, I called, using the Junger word for sister. She joined us after working to cover the fires with hunks of bark. I think this place is happy to see us. You, she replied, brushing back wet strands of grey hair with her hands. By sunset the rain had eased. We ate and drank our fill of damper and tea, then built up the fires and prepared the children for bed. Lightning continued to flicker when everyone was safe inside their tents. I sat alone, 
listening to the padded drip of raindrops on the damp forest floor. Leave me here with the billy and a few tea bags, my sister joked the next morning as we prepared to leave. Half-joked, I think. In her smile, I caught a glimpse of my unrest. Again, I tried to pin it down. But all I know is small portions and scattered pieces of truth. So I keep wondering, holding the thoughts that crossed my mind to the world before my eyes. And I let that tear me apart. And the fragments I pick up and turn over and over and describe them to you. I hope they shed some light. And that's the end of that letter. Until next week.